Hi folks, welcome to episode 14 of Feelin' Lit. I'm your host, Christine Bohm, and today I'm delighted to be joined by a gentleman who got his start on the Long Island scene before moving to National Tordom, where you most recently may have seen him step in as the Grinch in the national tour of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. It's James Schultz. Hi, James. Hi, Christine. How are you? Doing well. Thanks for asking. How are you? I'm doing very well. You know, I'm, uh, I'm obviously just trying to... Uh, you know, stay safe, stay well during this pandemic. And of course, with a lot of the uncertainty that's going out right there, uh, out, out there right now. Um, but overall, I'm, I'm doing okay. You know, I can't really think of any complaints at the moment, but just trying to one day at a time, you know, trying to go one day at a time. Best you can do. Why don't we talk about some theater just to change your pace? Well, why don't we? Uh, on a theater podcast? Never. <laughs> <laughs> Let's dive right in. When did you get your start in A, in theater, B, in the Long Island scene? Uh, okay. In theater, I would, in general, I would say, I mean, I was always an animated, like, animated's the strong word for weird kid. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, so I kind of got started in like theater itself, like high school. And then I, I did a lot of, I did a lot of summers at a, at Newsdan and the performing arts programs. Um, on the Long Island scene, uh, I think technically my first non-high school or non-Newsdan production, um, it was with the Bellport Playcrafters, which is a community theater group that is based uh, in Bellport. Go figure. Sure. <laughs> um, because my grandfather actually used to be a member when he was younger, so I kind of had a slight familial connection. Um, oh my God, which one was it? it? You know what? I'm going to split the difference and say I got my start in two shows because I can't remember which one came first. Uh, I played uh, a part in a show called The Nerd, which was mm-hmm. uh, a very funny show. I got to dress like a duck, go big, you know, fun. <laughs> um, and I was in the ensemble of Leader of the Pack. Um, but I think my first, like, Long Island theater, like one of, like, like the main theaters that we all talk about and a lot of us have worked at uh i think was um i did the farnsworth invention at the smithtown center for Mm -hmm. the performing arts Uh, i believe that was my first like those were my first couple of uh goes on the long island theater scene um yeah that's really kind of where i got my start with it like i i had an interest in theater in general from my grandfather Mm -hmm. uh, because he loved it but he never really had the uh drive or the courage his words the courage to really like do it too much like he did a couple things with playcrafters uh and he never really like pursued it and that always kind of connected us and then when he passed on i just sort of kind of kept that as a um thing that connected us and it's just sort of kind of grown into what i want to do as a career i mean let's hope the universe is with me on that you know i'm trying my best but and that's kind of where it got started, like physically started with Playcrafters in Smithtown, but uh, spiritually it started with my grandfather. So Love that. <laughs> yeah. So with your grandfather being definitely a point of inspiration for, for um, getting you involved in theater, were there any other names back then that really inspired you to keep going uh, with the with the profession? In general or, or like... In, um, I mean, I had very supportive, like, parents. I mm-hmm. had uh, a, uh, acting teachers uh, that I started working with that were very um, supportive and influential. Uh, I got a lot of push when I was younger working and being surrounded by so many fellow 
performers and directors and uh, teachers, again, at USDAN, which mm-hmm. was a huge part of my childhood and kind of like loving this art form was working at USDAN, spending my summers, just having fun, like not even necessarily thinking of it as a career yet, sure. but just having fun doing theater and like working with all of these uh, like-minded individuals. Um, so I can't say like, you know, uh, anybody particular, like, you know, like my favorite actor is Tom Hanks, <laughs> which he is. But, but I, 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 it really was much more of a personal connection with, you know, people who were like in my life, you know, I get my grandfather, my parents, other, other, you know, like-minded kids like me, uh, directors, counselors, just that there was a lot of that. There was a lot of nurturing that kind of led to me wanting to continue to be a part of this community, to be a part of these kind of people that are artists and love to you know, work together and everything. So I hope that answers the question. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Going yeah. off of that, are there any like sentiments or pieces of either direction or advice you were given at that age that were particularly lasting or encouraging? Uh, there's been a couple, some that were very specific that it might not work here. I mean, you know, <laughs> but I think one thing that I've always lived by, I mean, I have a couple things that I like to tell younger. I mean, when they ask me, I mm-hmm. don't, you know, I don't just go around, you know, telling my philosophy, you know, I I don't do that. But if somebody, if we're in a conversation or a younger actor or performer is talking to me, there are certain things that like, if they ask for it, I would give them advice. But one thing that I was told, actually, I, now that I realize it, there are two things that I, I learned. I'll start with what I was actually going towards. And it's something that I still tell, uh, that I still tell like a lot of, uh, people today or a lot of like younger people that may ask is that there really is no written rule book to this. Number one, to life. There is no, but especially in theater or performing in general, TV, film, commercials, whatever your avenue is, there is no written rule book. So whatever your path is, that's perfectly fine. Like you you are meant to go on a specific path. You do not have to follow any specific set of rules or this is what you need to do to make it or this is what you need to do to be happy or what even the definition of making it is yeah. so that's something that I was always taught in general like in life but in theater as well or in wanting to pursue this is that there is no written rule book you have your path don't compare don't go oh this person is further along or this person is doing a national tour while I'm working here and everything no, because that was their path. You're meant, if you are meant to achieve what you're looking to do, it will find you. You will find it at the time that is right for you. And that's something that I've always kind of lived with. And there's another bit of like sentiment that um, I want to bring up. And I just realized because recently uh, within the last couple of years I actually I lost my dad but there's a piece of advice that he gave me with auditioning Mm -hmm. and with this kind of thing in general that he actually used in uh oh man in um in like because my father he was a he was a publisher he was a he was a a co-publisher like magazines Mm -hmm. um business magazines everything so he was a lot more in like the boardroom and business um 
the bit of advice I got from my dad was that there is a difference between ego and self-confidence. Ego is, you know, telling everybody you're the best and making everybody go, you're, I'm the best, I'm better than you. Self-confidence is, is knowing it, is knowing you're good enough, not knowing you're better than other people, not making other people, you know, know, like, I'm the best, I'm better, I'm good, well, I did this, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm more deserving. It's just knowing that you are good enough. And in that regard, when you audition, you don't go into the room with the mentality that you're like just asking for a part or that, or you're, you just, you know, you're like, you know, please, can I please get this part? You have to go in with that mentality of, I'm not, (laughs) I am not coming in asking for this. I'm just coming to take what is mine. That's Mm got to be in order to be like to give a successful audition, to have that confidence, to have that I am good enough because I am good enough for this. I am good enough to be here. Not I'm better than the person out there. Not I'm not that person's bad, not this, but I am good enough to be here. I'm coming to take what is already mine because I am confident enough that I am good enough. Like, uh, yeah, (laughs) that's something that my dad always kind of, used in his own world like that idea of of basically coming in confident and knowing that like i'm coming i'm i'm coming in already knowing what i want i'm coming in knowing that it's already mine but i'm not gonna you know treat other people poorly i'm not gonna like try to sabotage anybody you know that was something that my dad always taught me so that's another little sentiment (laughs) yeah i think that ties well into the first about sort of other people's success is not your failure and focusing the time and attention that you did, that you would on other people's paths and putting that all towards your own, like what success can come from that. Exactly. It all, it all kind of joins together. And that's kind of why I've been sticking with like that philosophy to me. It's like, everybody's got their path. I'm no better or worse than any other person, but I'm still good enough to be a part of it. I'm good enough to be on my path mm-hmm. and everyone else is good enough to be on their paths. Everyone else, you know, everyone else is a brilliant performer. And you know what, if a person gets a part over me, awesome. Awesome. Like, you know what? You were meant to have that. You were mm-hmm. meant to be there. I wasn't no ill will. That's your path. I went in confident that it's mine, but Hey, it just wasn't, my time that wasn't my that wasn't my avenue today you know? yeah absolutely so on yeah. your path what have been <laughs> <laughs> tying it in what have been I'm some <laughs> um what have been some standout roles or performances that you've been uh, been a part of that uh have been meaningful to you there's there's been a couple that have been really uh influential uh number one i just want to start out like saying like on long island like for the first couple of years when i was working on Long Island was mostly like at Smithtown. I did some wonderful work there, uh, but it wasn't really until I started working at Theater Three and working for company and really work that I really started to learn so much about my own capabilities and what I had to still work on and what I still do have to work on. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody is perfect. No, everyone we still have to learn whether whether we think we've made it or whether we still have to. And I again. For the record, I don't think I've made it. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I 
think I'm doing okay, but there's still plenty I have to learn. Theater 3, there was a lot of that. I I mean, I would say like one of the most influential periods in general was working there because I worked there predominantly uh, for probably like four years. Wow. I think three of them was like this company, but I also worked before and after then. So about four years. Uh, in that time, I worked on some great, great pieces of theater. Um, I think one of the one of the ones really that started it off when I was there and where I really um, felt something that was like influential uh, was when I did a production of Proof. Mm-hmm. This was years ago. Uh, it was a special play to me because when um, when I first saw the play a couple of years prior, uh, I saw it with my dad. Mm-hmm. And during uh, during that period of time, uh, his father, my grandfather, the one who was influential to me, was suffering through and, you know, uh, was suffering through um, mental issues, degra- uh, degrading mental health, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of issues that I'm not going to go into here, you know. And if you know the, the plot of Proof, that is a huge part of it about mm-hmm. a child dealing with the uh, ailing health and the mental strength of their father and among other things, but that's a big theme of it. And it became such an important play because that's the first time I ever saw my father cry. Like, like, re- like, or, or, I mean, I'm not saying he's never been emotional, but like really cry was watching this play and seeing what was going on on the stage kind of uh, reflect what my family was going through, what he was going through with his own father. Mm-hmm. So that became a very important play to me. Um so the fact that I got to do it, and not only that I got to do it, but it really was one of the strongest productions I've ever been a part of to this day. Uh, the, from everything, from every part of the collaborative art form, from from the lighting to the set was probably still like one of the most immersive like wow we're really in a backyard right now cool. like there's no like there there's no backdrops here this is a backyard you know we have we have a working fridge in the window there like everything is like working like the sets everything the world that was created was so immersive and just so beautiful to work on to the fact that I got to work with two wonderful actresses and a wonderful actor I got to and I'll, I'll name drop uh, Mary Ellen Malfetta Evans, uh, Regina Schneider, and Jack Green. Uh, three brilliant performers that I was such so great to work with. And our director, Brian McDevitt, um, who at the time, who by that point was a five-time Tony-winning lighting designer who had worked at Theater 3 prior, came back to direct. Mm-hmm. So I was working with these amazing people. And just the fact that like the first two weeks of that play... We like the first couple of weeks wasn't even uh, us like blocking or anything. We were just reading and discussing and taking the time to become so close and just talk about the material so that when we got to put it up on its feet, we were at a whole other level when we were really working on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was, I think, the first real time. And I, I feel, and I forgive me if this is going to sound like like a cliche kind of like like I felt like an actor. Love that. Like, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I felt like this. That was the first time up to then 
that I'm like, wow, I'm actually like, I, I feel like what I'm saying, like, I feel that, that confidence of I'm like, I'm, I'm good at this and I'm working with such amazing people and this all just works and it all meshes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I felt like I was part of a piece of art. <laughs> rhyme. Uh, I, I felt like I was actually part of something. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that any work prior was not. I'm not dissing any other things I'd done prior. I'm not dissing because I actually did a lot of good work at Smithtown too. Said so like a production of Rabbit Hole, which is beautiful, and that there were there were a lot of things I'd done prior. But there was just something about how proof came together that really just gelled for mm-hmm. me. Um, so I would say proof was a big thing for me. Uh, when working at Theater Three um, uh, on Long Island, I mean, I've done, I did a, I did done a bunch of stuff on Long Island that I could say the same. Like, I worked with so many great people doing productions like Crossing Delancey, working with so many good Crossing Delancey, Don't Dress for Dinner, the musicals that were so great to be a part of. Like, I Love You, Perfect, Now Change was a, such a fun process to do. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of like any particular other real piece because so many pieces all have such relevance to me mm-hmm. because I got to work with so many great people, so so many great people, and I got to be a part of so many great processes. Word question mark that um, <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to really pinpoint too many more. I mean, there were one or two other things I did on the island around that time that were big to me. Like, I did a production of um, Down the Road, which is a one-act play about a um, this investigative journalist team who are writing a book about a very prolific serial killer, and it's a very thoughtful, like, strong thriller Ooh. psychological piece about how this talking to this man affects their relationship and like, what is the meaning of truth? And, but there's a lot, honestly, I'd recommend reading it. It really is a very good play that not only did I get to do, like I, I was part of, like I was one of the executive producers. Uh, like I, I, I wanted to do this and I'm, I made it happen with the help of, uh, some of the, uh, David Morrissey, Joe Rubino, Andrew Beck, uh, who had a production company at the time that we worked together to make a really strong piece of theater. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things like that. There's just been so many things that I've been a part of on this island that have made a mark to me mm-hmm. and still make a mark. Like, I, I haven't really... And and I and I, we talked about this briefly um, ahead of, ahead of time that I haven't really been in too many Long Island things lately. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like I worked at Engaman, I worked at Argyle, but like in the whole, the Long Island theater scene, I haven't really been a part of in a while, but it always sticks with me because the Long Island, the Long Island theater community are working on Long Island. The stuff I've gotten to do has really taught me so much more than than in a lot of and again i'm not bashing acting classes i'm not no, no, anybody anybody <laughs> any young people who might potentially listen to this acting classes singing lessons go 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 do it Definitely. Um, but i learned so much just getting to just dive in and be a part of so much and be a, and work with so many just great people who felt the same way 
and do so many great shows, some of which that are done often, some of which are like never done. And there's just this wide gamut of different pieces that I've gotten to do that overall, like just the entire, I, the entire thing of just working in, in these places, working with these people is, has been influential to me that it's hard to pinpoint too many specific shows sure proof proof is a big thing to me because for like i said because of the relevance of the play itself Mm -hmm. and um down the road because i got to also be kind of like behind the table so to speak and producer and i got to not just be a part of something but really like you know make it happen and work together things like that there are moments like that but as a whole there really are just so many great pieces I've gotten to be a part of. And there's so many great pieces still happening. I mean, notwithstanding that we're currently on a hiatus, we're in intermission. Mm-hmm. But there's so many great pieces that are still going on today and so much great work that is done in theaters on Long Island. That it really is so nice that even how far beyond I might go or if that's meant to be my path to go much further or you know, whatever that may be, that I'll still always have that. And I can always even go back to it. Like, it's still always there. There's still so much that I've gotten from it. Mm-hmm. And my and, and still will, whether it's in my memory or whether I will be on a stage on Theater 3 or Smithtown or anywhere again. Love that. So taking, like, the various characters that you have played, um, I would love to talk about The Grinch a little bit. And <laughs> okay. what goes into... I know you've had training at uh, UCB, but, but so I'm sure improvisation has a lot, has helped that character a lot. But what What's your process in approaching a, a really over-the-top character like that? A really over-the-top... Well, for The Grinch... <laughs> Sorry. Well, with the Grinch, it was interesting because uh, I've I've been part of the tour. uh, This most recent year was my third year. Mm -hmm. And I had been the uh, standby for the Grinch uh, the first year. And then I was actually part, like, I mean, I was always part of the cast, but I was in the show the second year, but still was understudy. And this was the third third year, and I was understudy. I came back, uh, and I was... um, uh, understudy and uh, there's a reason I'm bringing this up okay. <laughs> um, because it adds to kind of the fuel for how I like found it because a lot of the time you know when you're like understudying the role you watch the person who is doing it and you learn the lines you learn the movement you see what they're doing but you also have to create your own flair to it mm-hmm. like with uh, like with the Grinch uh, my thing was always uh, he's, he's a uh, <laughs> He's a gentleman who thinks he's the smartest person in the room, but obviously isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was uh, that was very much my just like I'm the smartest man here. Um, <laughs> that was kind of my approach uh, at first. Then the third year came, and we were in rehearsals. We were in the city, and we were doing our designer run. It was the day before we were set to like start getting ready to like head out to Kalamazoo to tech. Mm-hmm. And our Grinch in the midst of. Uh, one of our two designer runs, one of our two runs for a closed-off audience. Uh, God, I, I'm, I don't want to get too much details because it's really his business, sure. and I'm, so I'm not going to go too far into like. But he got hurt. He continued the. God bless him. Uh, that guy is amazing. He got hurt, but still finished out the run. Wow. Like with he, he, he literally, it was actually like you're kind of sitting there going, "Wow, holy crap!" He's like, "Oh, that, oh my God!" You know, <laughs> and he did it, and he did it like a champ, like a real like. Like a, an amazing professional. Now, when I saw that, of course, as 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 an understudy, your brain goes, 
So I saw that and we didn't know what was going on because he, we didn't know fully all the information. We know he was hurt, but we didn't know the details. So we got up, we, we got ready. We were going to Kalamazoo, but I, I, I had, I, I was speaking briefly with the production team. And then when I get to Kalamazoo, that's when I was told you are not, you are going on. You are, you are doing, we're teching you in. We are teching you. We're doing the entire tech with you. You are go, like, they, like he's like where he's working with, he's at the, he's at the hospital. We're talking to doctors. We're, we're seeing what's going on with him, but we have to prepare you to go on. Mm-hmm. We are preparing you. Now at the time, up until then, I thought I was so ready, <laughs> sure. but then we finally here. And especially with a professional like, um, like Philip, who is the gentleman who has been the Grinch for years, who like who will will fight rain, sleet, snow, as you know, any any illness to be up there mm-hmm. because he's that kind of professional. Because he's like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go through everything. And so you kind of don't think that it's ever going to be an issue because this guy is such a professional that he's going to do whatever he needs to do to 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 be this part as he should because mm-hmm. as he should do. So uh, <laughs> I was so prepared, lines blocking this. But then when it was like thrust in me, and I had to like block this big show, and it's a big show, like mm-hmm. physically that like I don't know if you've ever worn a fursuit, suit, but oh my god, I have not. Uh, like, every- <laughs> physically, uh, like just physically, and and the movement, and getting everything, and learning some of the technicals and blah, everything. It's a big show, and having to put that all in three days kind of changed my approach to a lot of things not only just physically but with the the approach to the character as well Mm -hmm. because you actually because actually getting to be in in the shoes of the character and you're now opposite the other actors whereas you know beforehand you're one of the who's and you're in the town and you're like oh (laughs) now you are actually we don't actually do that i don't want anybody to like (laughs) somebody who also is in the cast can hear this and go is that what we do <laughs> um, um now you are <laughs> now you are in the shoes of the kid you are in a whole other place and you are now instead of just knowing the lines and watching the person you are interacting with the other characters that you have to interact with you are now working differently with the director who has his idea of what he wants your version of the Grinch to be mm-hmm. um my version of the Grinch was a conglomeration. Uh, it when I was just in my head and rehearsing was a conglomeration of Patrick Page and a bit of you know what you know Philip was doing, finding like my own version. Mm-hmm. And now I add in working with um, Matt August, working with the director who has been doing this, who's been doing this specific show for years, and he has his vision, and he has his vision for how my Grinch is yeah. compared to how everyone else's is, and finding the meshing of all of that like i want to be able to give matt what he is looking for what he sees in my bridge mm-hmm. you know what he sees in my version because my version will not be phillips my yeah. version will be mine i have what i have ingrained in my head that i've kind of thought about that i now have to completely reconfigure i have what phillips done that i'm like oh what does he do that is squarely his that is not mine. They are his bits. They are his movements. That is his performance. Mm-hmm. But what can I 
what can I glean from his version? Like, what can I find from watching him do it so many years? You know what I mean? Like, what what can I find seeing like, you know, oh, that's a brilliant take on this character. Now, how do I find ways to make that mine as well as what Matt wants and what I already think? Um, So a lot of it was just, uh, I will admit, because and also adding the uh, the fun, uh, what's the best way to put this? The um, excited stress of like, you're in it, you're opening, you're, we're, yes. we're checking you in, you gotta learn, we're, we're teaching, we're reteaching you everything. <laughs> so there was, literally, there was a lot of, well, I thought I knew the dances, but oh my God. <laughs> and now I have to add it in this first suit where I'm like, I know all the music, yeah. I know all the music and I can sing it and I can, and I can literally sit there and, and just be like, I'm one of a kind, <laughs> you know, but now adding this physicality that I've never, I never had to do before. I, j- I learned it and I was there and I practiced the moves, but I never had to do it mm-hmm. and add the suit and add the makeup and add the lights. So I have to completely reconfigure everything I thought I knew yeah. about playing the part, about singing it, about, you know, where does my voice go? Where can I, can I keep this bass in a certain place and still breathe properly? Like, how, you know, you know yeah. what I mean? Certain, certain things that you have to like really find, like, where is it cute to maybe, you know, go a little bit more nasally if I'm like, you know, like, wow, it's really hot in this thing. So maybe yeah. like, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. what makes it. So there was a lot of a process with, with, um, with doing the Grinch and I did it for, the first couple of weeks, you know, Philip got better. He came back. It was amazing because, you know, he really is so great in the part. Um, and I got to continue to be a who for the rest of the run, which it's you're, you're a who. It's fun. It's like, oh, Christmas. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so for those first couple of weeks, it was interesting to have all of that kind of crazy, scary, but still exciting stress mm-hmm. and all of my thoughts on the character and adding in the director and adding in every other aspect I'd never had to do before and allowing a couple of weeks for it to kind of evolve into my own was a lot of fun. So that, that process was a little slapdash because when you're thrown in, mm-hmm. you sometimes can't help but go, okay, I thought I knew what I was doing yeah. or I thought I knew how I would do this. But I have to rethink a lot of things. Yeah, I have to rethink on the fly. I have to rethink, okay, this is how I would think about playing this moment. But now, hmm, this feels so much more different doing it that that doesn't work with who I'm working with and everything. You know what I so, so there was a lot of that in the process and allowing the character to, to grow into his own. And he's still... You know, if I ever got the chance again, who knows? Knock on wood. I, I have no idea what's what's going to happen ever in the future. Nobody ever does. Mm-hmm. But the character can still grow from there. Yeah. Um. And yeah, it was just a lot of fun of like that that finding, creating that kind of slapdash process of like creating a character that I thought I knew and recreating it, actually having to do it, sure. and then making that my new my new normal my new no this is now my version i thought i knew i thought i knew but now this is my version and finding what do i do that plays off the audience because at the end of the day 
this is a show meant for families and this is a show meant to fam for teach families true like the importance of and I'm, i don't want to get into a big like you know well if you look at the diagram Dostoevsky <laughs> uh, once said no um uh, it's, it's it, but it is it's a it's a story that you know teaches kids the importance of christmas and what it really means and why it really is important um i just said to i just said the same thing twice so like and you know how do i still do that while still also being funny and also do and also being able to like you know keep myself you know physically in check and also being able to like be as real as possible as you can be when you're in a big green fursuit you mm -hmm. know there was a lot uh, there was a lot to it there was a lot to it and it was uh it was an interesting process but you know you know what is it, 20 minutes later now my apology no. <laughs> <laughs> but like it's hard to describe the exact process because there was so much that went into it. Yeah. There was so much. There was just so much coming from a bunch of different directions that I had to make work. And I'd like to think pretty successfully. I, I, I got good reviews, so hey. You know, well, there you go. It, I felt good about it. If other people didn't, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, sort of wrapping up on that sentiment, though, of like the process and and where you've your origin story um, and, and where it's taken you so to most recently. Um, so are there any upcoming plugs, anything that uh, that's coming up in the future that you'd like to pitch on here? <laughs> As of right now, um, unfortunately, no. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're in. Uh, an issue we're in a period of time where the theater world both on long island and just in general it, it's a little it, it's a little uncertain mm -hmm. and i mean it will be back obviously there this is intermission i know everybody puts it on their instagram and everything you know but like it is it is intermission this is we will be back we don't know if things will be different we don't know how different we don't know if every place that we worked at will still be there. I mean, we knock on wood and we hope for the best. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we don't know. So I don't have anything to plug at the moment. I did, I'll be, I did have summer work originally, uh, Theater by the Sea, this mm -hmm. great equity theater on Rhode Island. I worked last summer, wonderful place. Please, if you live near Rhode Island or go near there, go see a show there. <laughs> um, but I'll plug for them because they're, they're very, they're, they're, they're good people. And if you live near Massachusetts, the North Shore Music View is fantastic. Um, <laughs> um, I did have work, but obviously they did the right thing and they closed, like every theater. They did, you know, for the safety of the actors, for the patrons, they closed yeah. down, you know, for the summer. And they moved it to next summer. So I'm... I, and, and we've been told that, like, we'll, you know, we they, they'll contact us because we were already cast. Mm -hmm. Um next summer so i might be able to plug for summer of 2021 there but you go who what you know who knows what's ever going to go down the bend mm -hmm. um, uh yeah as of right now no other real plugs because we're in this period of time and we're obviously going through so much in this world right now and in, in, in this country just i'm not going to get on any i guess just ended on just everybody be good to each other we'll be back theater will be back um, but until then, just everybody, just just be good to each other. 
you know, love we're that. All human. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, James, thank you so much for taking the time today and what's a hectic schedule and a hectic time for all of us. It's always yeah. nice to take a break and reflect on what we love and what we share. So thank you. It, it was very nice. I could, I could do it for, you know, hours if you, if you wanted me to, but like, you know, that's the thing. I feel like there's so much that I want to talk about that. I'm like, no, no, we don't, we don't, <laughs> yes. We don't want to create a Ken Burns six hour miniseries. <laughs> part two coming um, soon. <laughs> part, part two. Yes. Yes. The revenge of, Oh, wait, wait. um, no, but yeah, it was so nice. And thank you for having me. And, you know, for all of us who have been interviewed and, uh, will be interviewed in the future. This was actually such a great thing you're doing, Christine, and thank you. Thank you, James. And, and you have a great evening. You too. I smoked my thinning hair and I killed it mirror to try to hide the tell signs of my age. My name is Balthazar Impresario and tonight will be my last night on the stage.